Hey, you're listening to Featuring Filmmakers, a podcast where we talk to people in the filmmaking industry about their projects and the creative process behind making them. My name is JJ. And I'm Amanda. And this is Featuring Filmmakers. To give you more context around this conversation, we highly recommend watching the project discussed on the blog at featuringfilmmakers.com. On this episode, we're talking to Carlos Laszlo, who was the production designer on the LCD sound system music video, Oh Baby. We chat about a chicken named Garlic, working with director Ryan Johnson, and what it means to be a production designer. Without further ado, my friend and surf buddy, Carlos Laszlo. Well, welcome to the podcast, Carlos. We're, we are super grateful that you're here. Yeah, I'm honored to, to have been asked to appear. Before we kind of dive into the project, I'm curious about your journey in becoming a production designer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I didn't really have a, an interest uh, in film uh, before I got started. I actually studied art. I studied painting. And um, uh, I was born and raised in, in Los Angeles. And so film was, you know, around as an art project uh, after college I came back and um, I had written and directed a play just a, like on a lark and um, a friend of a friend uh, who happened to be a director named Grant Singer was in the audience and uh, afterwards he he hit me up and um, asked me to do one of his music videos uh, I think it was for Ariel Pink or something like that pretty early days I think 2014 something like that and uh i remember i asked him i was like is this a is this a is this like a stressful job and i remember he said um he kind of took a pause and was like no not at all and i think that was my that was my first hollywood lie yeah uh, exactly i was gonna <laughs> say well i don't know about that i completely fell in love with it uh while i was working with him he was just starting out. Uh, I was working with a DP named uh, Frank Mobilio. And um, the three of us were just like figuring it out in my pickup truck, um, you know, run and gun. And, um, but, you know, things started to take off when we started doing hip hop stuff. Uh, we did like um, some, like a uh, Travis Scott, early, super early Travis Scott stuff in, um, in Atlanta. And then, um, and then we did a, a weekend job, which was my first, um, three of us kind of all, you know, came up together. Yeah. I mean, you know, one project at a time kind of brought me closer to where I am now. And I still feel like I'm learning. <laughs> okay. One of the things we aim to do on this podcast is to help film, help teach things for filmmakers who are growing and learning and then just encourage and sort of inform a bunch of other people as well too. But can you tell everyone what a production designer is? There's a funny quote. um, That's like a, I think the, the, the production designer for the Star Trek, uh, the, the original Star Trek stuff, they asked him, um, you know, what is, uh, what, what's a production designer? What's the difference between a production designer and, and an art director? And, and he said, um, I don't know. All I know is that everything I do is out of focus. Really, a production designer is um, a person that is um, responsible for realizing the vision uh, in its sort of physicality that's designing the sets, um, uh, whether they are uh, practical or, or virtual. Um, these days, they, they do a lot of, you know, with even Avatar, Lion King, all that stuff is all CGI, but there's still a production designer involved. Um, but yeah, it's about realizing the uh, the sort of 
the vision, um, building the world out. Uh, and, you know, we're responsible really for everything that's on camera that's not like a, an actor or uh, an off-camera light. Uh, sometimes we do that too, but... I think, a, I feel like a key thing that you said there was building a world. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we're, we're the, the individual responsible for the, the sort of aesthetic uh, of the story. So today we're talking about the LCD sound system music mm-hmm. video. Come on, directed by Ryan Johnson. That is mm-hmm. awesome, by the way. Yeah. We love him. We yeah. love so him. Good. I'm a big fan. It's like a film, you know, you're watching a short film and um, the, <laughs> I was, I, I feel like the song is, is, a, is a soundtrack to it in a way. And um, they pair so well together, both the story, the visuals and the, the music is just so strong. And um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. A lot of music videos are, you know, surface level, look cool, decorative, whatever. But this, the concept there was really just so strong. And I imagine that gave you a lot of, uh, a lot of tools to work with in creating a world, as, as you said. Absolutely. Uh, the really cool thing about this, and I think the reason why it feels different is because the, um, the piece was like floating around in, in Ryan's head. And, you know, he's a, he's a very talented feature filmmaker. Uh, it comes from science fiction, but also like a, you know, a big, um, he's a big cinephile as well. So he's got like a big compendium, um, of, you know, all of the movies that have been made and, uh, and how the, you know, how, how he sort of responded to them and what he, what he sort of, he's very clear on what he likes about, um, you know, from the world of cinema. And he tries to bring that out in, in his pieces. And you can kind of feel that in his movies. This is like, so that you, you have this director that comes from a very strong um, feature background. Uh, and he's also a writer too. So, um, you know, he had this story kicking around in his head. I think he said for a couple of years, it was like a short story. Uh, and then he tried to develop it into a script. And he was just kind of like, you know, it's, it really just feels good as, as a short form thing. And, um, and when he was approached to, to, um, to make the video, uh, I think he was like, okay, this is gonna, I think this is the right soundtrack for the, for the thing in my head. How did you get involved with this project? What was that, that little story? I have, um, I have an agent named Patty Suyoka and she, she's a great, she's a great agent, uh, also a good friend. She, I think she called me and she was like, Hey, I've got a project for you. Can't tell you what it is. Uh, just so, but ju- just say yes. And I remember I never take, you know, I'm very like picky about my projects and all that. And, uh, you know, I, I always want to know like, Oh, okay. What's the budget? What's the, you know, who's directing, who's shooting that no information, none of it. It was all like a close, closely guarded secret. So I said, okay, yes. Once I said yes, then they told me a piecemeal finally um after the job was booked and everything uh it was um you know they they revealed who it was and uh i think it was like you know uh, ryan had just done star wars um and so and 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 the whole team had had done that he wanted to kind of keep it simple and organic in that way so uh so yeah so i was pitched and and i think he liked my reel and and that was it. 
So from what I know about production designers, you're in charge of a lot of people, a lot of details, a lot of moving parts. Um, I'm curious, like in pre-production, as you're planning, as things are gearing up, what does it look like in paper to manage all of those details? Like, Well, it's my favorite time. Um, the pre-production is, the prep is like, is the best. Um, it's... Um, that's that's really where you're building the world. Like the, it's brick by brick. Um, uh, a lot of emails, like you said. Um, but but really, the goal of pre-production is to you start out. Um, okay, you, you start out with either the script or the treatment or or a meeting with the director. Um, and the first task is okay. What what is the world? Uh, what is what is their vision? Uh, what are we? What is the goal here? Um, and then, you know, once you sort of, you know, uh, I guess to back up, I, I, it's our sort of obligation to to really um, soak up as much of that and get a clear idea of what that is, um, you know, as soon as possible. Uh, because that's, you know, you, you can't really start building until you kind of know the blueprint. Um, and so once you get the, once you get the vision um, and you kind of understand what, what the, where, where the piece is going, what the world's going to be like, what the director's sort of has in mind. Um, then you start experimenting, you start drawing, um, you, you start hiring crew. Uh, and in the art department, you have, um, a couple of really creative positions. I mean, most people in the art department are, uh, creative in one way or the other, but, um, you know, the positions like these, uh, the art director, uh, the, uh, set designer, the, um, set decorator and the prop master. These are all like, you know, people that are um, creative in their own, you know, and, and sort of specialists in, in their sort of sub departments and they bring ideas to the, to the table as well. And so, you know, you're kind of, you set them out, you, you fill them in on, on, um, on the vision that you've gathered and, um, and they go out and, explore the world, find props and set deck and come up with ideas. Uh, and then they kind of come back to you and then the idea evolves. And that's, that's really awesome because, you know, once you, it's sort of important that it's not just um, a regurgitation of, of the director's vision. I think they're expecting you to kind of go out and come up with ways to make the world more interesting. They may not have a full idea. They may have been, you know, they may have seen something, um, a movie the other day and they were like, look, I, I don't know what it was about this film, but I really like the vibe and it's something I really see for this music video or, or, you know, Hey, I was, um, I was in Morocco and, you know, uh, I walked into this, this, you know, shop and I just felt this way or, or, or something like, you know what I mean? It's, it's sometimes you, that's all you get. Uh, and you kind of, you know, you, you, you have to build, and add to it. Uh, and thankfully, like the art department is just full of creative minds that, um, you know, kind of like a Christmas tree shaped thing. Um, and you're sort of at the top and, and you're, you know, um, tasked with, you know, making the, filling the tree, uh, and then also, you know, communicating the vision, refining it and, and giving it back to the director and saying, yeah, this is great. I think we captured your idea, but also like, it wouldn't it be cool if we ha added this or, or, or this is sort of your fragment of the idea. 
and I filled in the rest, you know, that feeling that you had in that uh, shop in Morocco, like there, that's there in the center. And then this is what frames it, or this is how we can get to it. Uh, and that's um, kind of the beauty of, of pre-production. Then you actually have to do it um, and make it and bring it in front of the camera. What were all of, what were like the key descriptive details that you would say that um, triggered you to find certain pieces? Hmm. That's, um, it's an interesting question. I, I think the, um, the interesting thing about this project in particular was that, um, you know, um, the first thing we really had to figure out was, um, and, and for those who haven't seen the, the, um, the piece, it's, uh, it's, it's basically, it's a couple that build a teleportation device in their garage. Um, and, um, so uh, the first thing we had to do is figure out the teleportation device. And Ryan was awesome because, you know, this is every production designer's dream. They say, you know, it, it's written, okay, they build the teleportation device and there's no description, no nothing. And so the first conversation was like, he was like, let's, you know, go out and figure it out. You know, what, what is that? Uh, so then I got to kind of dream and imagine what that, what that looked like. You know, it was, um, it had to be something that, that they could build in a garage. I didn't want it to look like, you know, something that was made in a lab. Um, and so I kind of went out and, um, I went to, I tried to sort of recreate the way that they would do it. Um, as if, as if teleportation was possible. Uh, so I went to a component shop and I bought like the coolest, weirdest looking components that I could find. And, um, and then I bought like a, I was trying to figure out something else that would be like, um, a commercially, um, accessible or, or commercially available, like, you know, thing to support these, whatever tech, this imaginary sort of technology that, that we're pretending is real. Uh, and I, I think that was something that we, we decided was, would, would be cool. would be, you know, using doorways, door frames, um, from like Home Depot. Uh, and so, uh, we did the doorways, um, and I, and Ryan had the great idea to put here, here and there. there. I love on, that. On, I saw yeah, that. I thought that was really, I mean, these, these are great it's touches, great but details, great details. But yeah, so I just, I kind of was like, all right, cool. I'm them. There, there needs to be like some components or some tech, some wiring, that stuff. So I went and bought the coolest looking wire, the coolest components, stuff that, that I liked. And I was shooting in photos of these things being like, what, I don't know what this is, but like, it's cool. It's a conductor. I don't know. Semiconductor. I don't know. Uh, and he's like, oh, cool. That, that looks great. And, and so, you know, I bought all this stuff. I brought it to my garage and I laid it all out on a door frame and was, you know, tried a different, a couple different versions. Um, and, uh, and they looked, I mean, they they ended up being what, what, what's on screen. Uh, and that was kind of, that had to sort of be the approach for that because it was like a homegrown teleportation device. The set decoration, um, kind of had to follow suit. So were you working real, real quick, were you working th with the set decorator at this point? How does that relationship work? I guess is what I'm curious about. You know, the cool thing about what we do is it's different for, for every project. Um, sometimes I have 
And I think this is an important thing, I think, for for creative individuals and, and filmmakers to know is, is like you don't kind of you don't have to always um, know. Um, sometimes it's about trusting the people that you work with, that you've that you've hired um, and, and, and having them help you figure it out uh, because you might also have an incomplete vision um, or you might have a, an idea that's okay and they will come up with one that's better. I feel like as a production designer, you must have to take your ego out of a lot of things because you're serving the story and the, the, the world. Absolutely right. Uh, that, that you took the words right out of my mouth. Our job is, you know, whether you're the, um, you know, production designer, the DP, um, costume designer, your job is to serve the work. So it's not about you when you sign on, um, you, you sort of enter in this, uh, hive mind kind of thing. Uh, whatever it's got to take to to make that happen is is your obligation. So you, you're right, serving the work. That's that's really our job. On this job specifically, the music video. Once you were on set, what did that day look like for you? Were you just like running around all day, super busy, relaxed? What was the what was the production day like? It was hard. You know, we had we had a lot to shoot in a very short. I mean, music videos. That's always the the challenge. We're shooting in one room, uh, and meanwhile, prepping the next room over as quietly as we can, um, and then they you know roll the camera into that room. Sometimes just before it's ready, you know, we're like painting the last bit or like moving the last thing. Um, And then, you know, wrapping out of the other one and and prepping the one after. Uh, And so I think for those that are starting out or were anywhere in their career, I think if you follow the money, you will be you won't serve the work. You can't follow the money. You have to you always have to choose the the creative. and the money will follow. Do you have any fun memories? Maybe with the chicken, maybe with your crew. What do you got? The chicken, I have very fond memories. I became very close with the chicken. The chicken's name is Garlic. Garlic. Uh, it came from an animal wrangler. Um, and the chicken and I became really good friends. I mean, the only times I really like uh, was able to relax and stand still was when I was like holding the chicken to... You know, and I, I would sort of make up excuses to hold the chicken, um, you know, in between shots. And, oh, you know, I'm just making sure the chicken doesn't go anywhere. Absolutely. Feeling good and ready for its next scene. <laughs> uh, so, you know, trying to pretend like I was being useful by holding this chicken. Um, it was a wonderful, wonderful actor. And is it more so the props person who's like tearing down all the props and dealing with them afterwards? Yeah. Um, those people have uh, a couple of wrap days. Um, and then there's a coordinator that stays on that, that oversees that bit because that's, you know, my, my job is, um, supposed to be sort of regulated to the design bits. People don't realize how important your job is to the story and to creating this in the entirety of the world, the, the world that you're consuming on oh baby was there something that you are most proud of we we actually we hired a uh a physicist to solve the problem of the fact that we needed them to create something and again not this is a, a non-verbal this is the a product of, of a non-verbal thing because it's a music video um 
you know, what, what are they discovering? What's the, what's the Eureka moment? Uh, and the Eureka moment was written that they, they come up with the formula, the formula that, that, that they are able to base this, um, uh, teleportation device on. Um, and so we, we, had, we hired, uh, the prop master knew a, like had gone to school with someone who decided, who, who became a, PhD physicist, um, and we hired them as a consultant to come up with, to help us come up with like a realistic formula, uh, that they can be doing on like a whiteboard and, and, uh, you know, um, on pen and paper. One of my favorite bits that, that Ryan came up with, um, was, you know, we came up with a formula, uh, and he blurred out half of it. I saw that. He blurted out. Uh, yeah, and that, that was, I thought really genius because, um, it kind of left, you know, it, it, w- the formula that we created was like believable to someone who, you know, who didn't speak the, the language and even those who did, you'd be like, yeah. okay. But like, you know, it wasn't, it was kind of a mumbo. It was a Fugazi formula really. Yeah. So I didn't know he the blurred, difference. <laughs> he, exactly. No, I mean, you, you wouldn't, I didn't, um, but, um, but he, he knows, yeah, well, of course. Uh, of course and I this know. is why we, and that's why we, and you're, you're, you're the person we had to blur, blur it out for. That's right. Exactly. We, we knew that you, that there would be people out there that, yeah. I and, started and, you know, building in the backyard already. First of all, we really <laughs> didn't want the, the, the general public to have access to such a powerful formula. I knew um, it. Gosh, dang it. I'm not the general public though, you know? I know. I know. Elon well, Musk I'll, would have been all over that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after this, well, I'll, I'll slip you the real one if you want. Thank um, you, thank God. Of course. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was so kind of great, and I was really proud of that moment. It's so simple, but it kind of was really effective. Well, last question um, as we wrap it up here. Uh, we always ask people, who would they like to hear on the podcast? They're, oh, okay. I guess, like, I don't know if you guys know um, DP... James Laxton. Mm, he's, I don't um, think so. He shot Moonlight. Ooh. Um, and uh, also the Underground Railroad, which is fantastic. Uh, I, I just worked with him and he's pretty brilliant. Um, and, and he's actually would be pretty interesting to talk to because he's doing the new Lion King as well. Oh, oh, um, amazing. Uh, also production designer Jason Kishvardi too I think yeah. would be so much fun well thank you so much Carlos thanks thanks for being here let's go surfing soon yeah anytime featuring filmmakers is made possible by Harvest Film Company to dive into content about these projects that we discuss you can go to our blog on featuringfilmmakers.com where we have everything laid out with behind the scenes the original project discussed and additional episodes there So check us out at featuringfilmmakers.com. Thanks so much for listening. Love you. Bye.